This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. The genesis of online booking for activities has turned tourism into a wild west for online travel brands. In this recap from Voyager HQ's Travel Disruption Summit, you'll hear from CEOs of some of the industry's most influential brands, including Lonely Planet and Foursquare, about changes in booking experiences and what they mean for the traveler. You're listening to Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the travel and hospitality industry. So I'm uh, Chema Alvarado. I'm with Fair Portal. Uh, my boss earlier, uh, Werner, did an excellent job at introducing who we are. So very little to add. I just wanted to do a little bit of um, um, a segue into what the next segment is about. So Fair Portal, we pride ourselves in not only being one of the leaders in the industry, uh, we've been around for just over a decade, and in that decade, we have been pioneers. We've been pioneers in technology, in service. Um, over 600 airlines offered through all our brands, uh, millions of room nights a night, hundreds of car rentals. Um, we actually developed merchandising before merchandising was cool. So, you know, we were, we were country way back. Um, we, having been an airline guy prior to joining, I was actually amazed that Fair Portal was actually able to display an interactive seat map better and before I and the airline.com could do it. So that's a kind of innovation that Fair Portal is, is known for. And it doesn't stop, it's a continuously moving thing. But even though we talk about our volume, how much we've grown, how many airlines, et cetera, what we are more proud of is what we do. We don't just sell airline tickets, we don't just sell hotels, we don't just sell car rentals. What we do is that we connect people. It's about the experience. We connect people in places across the globe. And that is actually the motto of our company. So it's very apropos that we're actually hosting the next panel because it is about the experience. The traveler is changing, is demanding more of us as people who provide the service. The experience goes beyond just getting the airline, getting to the hotel and on. But when you're there, the side trip, the tickets to the game, to a show, a curated experience, uh, all of that is part of what people want. They want more out of that experience. And it's up to us to provide it. So the smart, the, the, the smart travel brands have recognized this, and they're going full forward. I mean, this is the next step. And the idea is to give people what they want at the point of purchase. And for the smart travel brands who do it properly, it's about loyalty. So the next panel is going to talk about that and also the challenges that comes with it. Um, I didn't have a bio uh, of them, so I hope they don't mind. I actually did some cyber snooping last night and who they were. I wanted to make sure I got everybody right. So I discovered a few things, and I just pulled the things that interest me. You know, I apologize. You can talk later about what interests you. <laughs> but so the, next, uh, the first panelist I'll introduce actually did, started early on in his career by doing a stint at the White House. I thought it was really interesting. This is... I'm, I'm going to date you. It was Clinton White House. Um, so when he actually worked there, he, he worked for the Exim Bank, and he was uh, leading efforts to finance technology in developing markets, uh, clean technology in developing markets. I thought that was really interesting. So not being satisfied with how bureaucratic and crazy and, uh, and, 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 and difficult working for the government is, he went into the airline industry uh, just to make things a lot simpler. 
Um, and he actually was one of the co-founders of Site 59 uh, back in 1999. That led into an acquisition with Travels, uh, Travelocity where he joined and he served as CMO. And since uh, 2014, he's been at Foursquare and where he's now the CEO. So my pleasure to introduce Jeff Gleck, CEO of Foursquare. I did look up the right Jeff Clegg, right? <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Have a seat. Uh, the next panelist, actually, um, he had me at the fact that he's also an American University eagle like me. That's where I stopped reading. He's a great guy just by that. Um, so he's actually uh, the head of partnerships at Get Your Guide, which um, it, there's a theme here because he also started early in his career in politics. So I don't know what's up with politics drives you into, into the uh, travel industry. So that's great. It has served him well because he's had some great jobs along the way. Uh, so Shane Mayer. Good to have you. Thank you. And uh, last but not least, um, I think everybody knows uh, Lonely Planet. Everybody's heard of that brand, iconic brand in the travel industry, in the media travel industry. Um, he, as, after spending a long and successful career in digital marketing, uh, he most recently was a partner at BCG Digital Ventures. Uh, so he's familiar with uh, groups like this one. Uh, but now, as of recently, uh, February of this year, uh, he now serves as CEO at Lonely Planet. So please welcome Luis Cabrera. <laughs> Gentlemen, the floor is yours. All Thank right. you. My knees four. I think we're all mic'd up. Yeah, yeah we're four. all mic'd. Do you want to sit here? Yeah. Perfect. I'm so glad to be on the scene of Between Two Ferns. This is very exciting if you watched the show before. Um, so, uh, we've been introduced and we know your titles, but I thought it would be great if we could start by telling uh, everyone what the mission of your company is and how you contribute to that mission. You want to go first? No, I do go first. All right. Uh, so, how, so, real quick introduction. How many people think they use a Foursquare app? All right. So, how many people have used Uber this week? Okay. How many people have used Snapchat? How about Twitter? All right. So, anyone who just answered any of those other companies, um, you're also using Foursquare technology. If you use TripAdvisor, AccuWeather, the Hilton Honors app, you know, we, we power, uh, we're far beyond the original consumer check-in. We're over 99% of, of what we call a platform, the leading, most trusted, independent platform to understand how people move through the real world and connect the digital and the physical world. So, we work with about 150,000 Developers, including a lot of travel brands, we'll talk about to make experiences better. And we also work with marketers to connect uh, with the right customers based on where people go in the real world. Right. So Lonely Planet has been in the market for 46 years. So this is literally I'm launching a 46-year-old startup as of four months ago. So it has had many revisions of its mission and its vision. The newest one, the one that we're trying to implement today, is to actually anticipate user needs. We need to stop chasing competitors and try to anticipate what users want, so it's gonna be a much more data-driven approach. And, and we also want to go beyond at destination, providing at destination content. We need to be able to 
play on the inspiration side of the, the, the funnel all the way into the reflection side. So that's our mission. And ultimately, we believe that travel is a positive force of change. We, that's our, our vision is that travel makes you better. Uh, ultimately, that's our moral compass. And everything that we do, we try to do it with that angle. The more we travel, or the more you travel, the more you can celebrate people's differences, all their cultures, and we would be able to create better individuals. And travel does not necessarily mean displacing you physically from one place to the other. Many people here travel on a daily basis just by looking to the Instagram and reading a story on where Games of Thrones was shot <laughs> and, and anything. So travel is changing, and so is Lonely Planet. Cool. Let's dive right into the real heart of this topic, which is about consolidation. So Glenn Fogel is the CEO of um, Booking.com, and he recently said that their goal is the consolidated trip. That's their strategy. And I personally heard from Ryan Ayer, who said that their goal is to be the Amazon of travel. So whether it's actually being executed or not yet, it's certainly the strategy that we see a lot of companies going towards. Um, and we all know that we have to keep the traveler in mind. Uh, a lot of people have said that on the stage today. So is this consolidated world good for travelers? Well, I, I can start with some thoughts, and obviously we're working with a lot of travel. I mean, I think it's been the dream. I mean, I was CMO of Travelocity for seven years. And so if you, anyone know the Travelocity roaming gnome? All right, you can, you can blame me for that kidnap lawn ornament going around the world. I launched the gnome. But, uh, you know, we've always, every OTA and, and every airline has wanted to get into the experiences. Um, Site 59, the company I helped start, we powered all the last minute deal weekends for airlines and, and, and everyone's always wanted to go beyond. I think the technology is changing now. So what Booking wants to do, or Ryanair wants to do, I think it's gonna be more possible. I mean, we sat a lot with um, Steve Kaufer at Trip, TripAdvisor, um, and obviously a lot of people start their planning there and now they're into the booking, but trip has always been about the complete trip. Um, and so we worked with them and now they're using our, our Foursquare's Pilgrim SDK technology so they can put a social layer over the entire world. So once you're on your trip, if you're opted in uh, to, to location, on the TripAdvisor app, we can figure out who are all your friends and what places they love. So if you're around the corner from this great tapas place in Barcelona, Instead of having to spend all your time on your phone, instead of looking out into the world, you can get a, just a little nudge, a push notification like, you know, Krista loves the tapas place around the corner in Barcelona. It's the best place. Go in, order the congrejo. You know, that's like what we want travel to be is contextual. We're working with Airbnb on adding photos to all the experiences. Obviously, the hosts have these guides, but how do you bring it to life, right? And our dream is that, that your Airbnb host guide is alive as you walk through town, it sort of pings you, right? It brings it to life because you're not going to haul that stupid notebook around, right, from the kitchen table. So, I mean, we're really trying to think about this. When we, when we work with C-Trip, um, you know, they, they're sending outbound Chinese travelers, a lot of flight bookings, and they use our content around the world for all the recommendations outside of China for Chinese travelers because um, we cover 180 countries uh, with our guide. And so, you know, we're trying to help all these brands get deeper with Hilton Honors, last example I'll give. Um, Hilton's a big uh, partner of ours. And so they had this vision of the concierge into the modern world, right? So how many people would rather the concierge were available in your app when you want it as you're walking around the town uh, instead of having to wait in line at the stupid concierge desk, right? Because the concierges for, for Hilton know a lot, but 
we, we codified all of their recommendations into Foursquare lists, but we also tapped into you know, the 60 million people who registered and given recommendations at 100 million places around the world. So that is now in the Hilton Honors app, a recommendation guide for wherever you're standing inside a Hilton hotel uh, or anywhere you are using our API and, there, and the combination of our recommendations of 100 million places and ratings and the concierge expertise, but it's in your pocket as a Hilton Honors member, and so being part of Hilton makes the whole trip better. Like, there's this amazing chicken and waffles place, you gotta go check it out, and here's what to order. So that kind of content is really important because a lot of people, and I was a CMO in travel, we all know the, the data, people make the trip, they get all excited, but they tend not to book their activities or plan their trip until they're pretty close in or even last minute, um, they do their flight early, then their hotel, but a lot of stuff gets unplanned. So if we can make that spontaneous experience richer, then we've done our job. So you said, just so I understand, you're on the yes side, more on the yes side. And uh, you're more on the yes side of this question. It's good for the traveler. Yeah, I, I just don't think any one company, uh, the one thing, yes, I think it is good for the traveler. We should all care about the travel experience. I don't know that any one company is gonna be like Amazon. Like, I think lots of companies will go after that complete experience. I don't, I don't know that booking, although they're incredibly successful, will clean the clocks of everyone else. I think there's a lot of brands that have a, a say in that. But just like the meta search and search and OTA is all blurring, yeah. I think the, you know, these, these engines of complete experience, whether they start on Airbnb or they start at the hotel or the airline or the, the travel agent, everyone's gonna be competing to enrich that experience. Yeah. And those who get there first and earn the right with contextual technology and personalization, I think to do it better, that's where you're gonna have magic happen and brand loyalty. What do you think, Luis? Wow, that was a long answer. Yeah, <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you ask about consolidation because you guys are consolidating the experiences market and, and I think that that brings a number of challenges. It's, I don't think there's a right, I don't have a clear position, yes or no. Mm -hmm. I think it just creates a different environment. It raises the bar on many startups. Now, having $2 million in the bank to launch an experiences company is probably not enough now yeah. because of consolidation. Uh -huh. But then at the same time, um, the user experience can benefit from it. So I think we just need to be adaptable. Mm. And, uh, and we're ambitious as well. We want to be able to touch every single part of the journey, but we don't want to own it. We want to give people choices and options so that whenever they want to interact with us, we're, we have something for them. Um, I believe that's where uh, consolidation uh, is, is useful. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so let's talk about, uh, from our point of view of us as companies and all the startups here, I want to know. So t in this consolidated world, there's going to be a lot of partnerships. And I think uh, one thing that's uh, endemic of travel is these sort of frenemy partnerships. Sometimes you're both competitors and uh, partners. Um, so what does a good partnership look like? And also, how do we differentiate our product inside of a larger ecosystem? If you're just one part of uh, almost a commodity inside of a larger uh, product being offered by these large companies like Booking or, or uh, Ryanair or maybe Amazon. How do you create value as a, as a uh, company and a brand? I think that one of the first things that you need to look at, collaboration between two competitors, the goal of it is not harmony. Some friction must exist for this to be successful. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have some friction. Now, you need to partner with someone who's the right size for you. You don't want to partner with a mammoth 
and you're the little one. You need to find someone kind of your size so it becomes a, a true partnership, mm -hmm. relationship. And, and I think that as long as there's clear boundaries into which lines you can cross and which ones you can't, I, I think it's, it's useful. We at Lonely Planet, we're not going to be launching our own OTA and our own tours and our own everything. We're going to try to partner with the right individuals and the right companies. Mm -hmm. and, and also think very well when you talk about exclusivity. Exclusive deals sometimes are very toxic. Mm -hmm. In a world where everything is changing on a monthly basis, getting yourself tied to a partner for five years, it's probably just not the right strategy. Look, uh, look, how many people worry about Google or Facebook affecting their business in a negative way, or Amazon? How many, how many people worry about that? Only, only, oh, come on. <laughs> how many people worry about Google or Facebook Everyone. or Amazon? Worry? Yeah, if, if you're not raising your hand, uh, you're not necessarily paying attention. Um, so, uh, so, look, the reality is, I think about this, this co-opetition question, um, as picking your friends based on interests, right? Aligned interests. And so, I mean, part of our business, and we, we help 150,000 companies with their technology to be geo-aware or analytics. We, we have profiles of 150 million US uh, devices and consumers. Um, so we work with tons of companies. We are succeeding because people are afraid of becoming dependent on the whims of Google or Facebook, uh, particularly Google Maps, to build out their next generation mobile applications. So the reason Uber uses us is they don't want to be dependent on Google because they're competing for the future of self-driving cars. The reason Samsung uses us to make their Bixby assistant smarter is because you, you live, if you're Samsung, you live and die on the Android ecosystem but it, you know, Google's doing its best to commodify you and make you look the same as uh, every other uh, smartphone company. And look what happened to HTC, right? They're dead. They were, yeah. they were huge. So all the companies that spent billions of dollars getting Facebook likes or depending like Zynga on Facebook's algorithm, and then one morning Zuck wakes up and he's like, guess what? You can't use that for your CRM. Sorry. Uh, you just wasted $4 billion. Um, you know, that's, that, these platforms are very smart, they're very successful, they take care of themselves, and you don't want to build your innovation future if you care about being relevant in innovation over the next decade. And if your products want to personalize and be contextually relevant and your, and your loyalty programs want to be smart and your marketing wants to be intelligent, you need data and you need reliable partners. You know, and Google and Facebook are not reliable partners. They are marketing channels for sure, you can't avoid them. But you don't want to completely be dependent on them when they, uh, when they can come into your space um, so, uh, and change the rules on you overnight. So you, know, you want to look, when you pick partners, and like, you know, Foursquare is like the Twilio of location, right? We're, we're everyone's back end because when you pick partners, pick companies that are aligned to help you succeed. Um, and I think about like how we work with Wyndham now. Um, you know, we're helping them measure all their advertising and which different messages to which segments lead people to stay at a Wyndham hotel. Um, we help them build rich media that you know, can get people into a motel uh, that are nearby, driving nearby, and show them the nearest hotel right in the ad unit. But where we're going with a lot of these travel brands is the, the CDP. How many people know what CDP stands for? Our, uh, so like customer data platform. So what Facebook and Google will never do is, 
as a partner, enrich your data. So you can do data science, you can do product personalization, you can do loyalty marketing, you can take that data to all the walled gardens and segment and measure. So that's how we're now working with people across 150 million opt-in and consumers is bringing our data into the data science, consumer insights capabilities of leading travel brands. And again, you're not gonna do that with a Facebook or Google because they're not aligned to do that. And they're using privacy as an excuse to hoard all the data. So if you wanna build smarts for the next decade, you have to build up your own consumer insight. That's really good advice. We have less than a minute left and I wanna respect the audience and give them one question. And it's for you, Luis. Uh, and I think this is about the consolidation. Okay. Would Lonely Planet ever consider opening a storefront where people could go get inspired about destination and talk face-to-face -face with advisors? So again, thinking about, would you even extend into the destination, perhaps? Yes, and the short answer is, we recently acquired a company called Trail, which was part of this, Congratulations. this, uh, this ecosystem. And Eric's mission is to relaunch our Pathfinders program, in which we want to be able to, to be at destination and being able to have Five, currently, we have 5,000 people wanting to be associated with our brand, and we need to do something with it. So the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Great. Cool. Um, I think we're just at time. So we'll, right, do we have 44 seconds? No, we're, yeah. One more question. One more question? All right, we have, yeah. uh, from the audience here, uh, is Get Your Guide expanding to other parts of the travel industry beyond tours and activities? Uh, so I guess another question that I can answer, and this is about uh, also thinking about more holistically, and the answer is right now, we're still focused on tours and activities. Uh, we also consider ourselves a startup, and to be a successful startup, you have to do one thing really well. And we want to be really good at providing great experiences and help people uh, have a great trip and love where they're going. That's our brand mission, and that's the product we're trying to build. Uh, so not, uh, not yet. Can, can I just say, Kristen, are you here? If, if any, anyone wants to talk more to what the stuff we've been talking about, uh, Kristen, who leads travel for Foursquare, is here all day. I, I have to run, but she's here. I wanted to point her out. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully the audience can connect with us afterward. But thank you both for joining the panel. I really enjoyed it. Thanks very Thanks much. Yep. This has been Travel is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at travelisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.